Welcome, From Fear to Courage, with Simon B. Today I want to talk about seeking death in life, um, a terminology understood by the Far East for thousands of years. So seeking death in life does not refer to a physical death, but the death of the image we have of ourselves that always creates suffering. Now this image could be the, the victim, the aggressor, or even someone that sees themselves as a spiritual being and portrays that everywhere they go. As a coach, I see all of the images people have created. It's often defended and justified, sometimes aggressively, because it's who they think they are. The image often speaks for people. It says things like, I'm just not like that. Or, that's easy for you to say, but that's just not me. Or, but you don't understand what I've been through. Most people don't know who they are. All these are the fixed image identity that has been created from the past. People will also frame you into the image they need you to be. This includes the helpless, the protector, the hard man, the life and soul of the party, and many more. And once we are framed and perceived a certain way, it becomes harder to break free. And I know people have framed me in the past. I went through the aggressive stage as a young man, the tough guy feeling the comfort of being framed this way. And yet, I knew it was a lie. We all know it's a lie, and this is the seed of suffering that grows. These days I'm more confusing for everyone to frame. One moment I may be comforting a client through massive grief, or having an emotional moment myself after seeing a child in their darkest moments. But the next I may be physically training someone in martial arts high-intensity setting to get a specific response from a client. This confuses people when they see this. They feel they just do not mix. But yet none of this is who I am. There are moments in time, in a single expression, that can be relinquished at any moment. And one of the most powerful stories I read decades ago was was by um, a Scottish gangster called Jimmy Boyle, and he wrote a book called... um, a Sense of Freedom. It was out of print for a long time, but I think it's just come back in print if you want to check it out on Amazon. So it's Jimmy Boyle, A Sense of Freedom. And uh, Jimmy got in prison for a murder he, he claimed he didn't commit, but he was a very violent man. And I think this was set in the 1960s, early 1970s, and the book portrays the most graphic battles between the prison guards and the prisoners. And Jimmy describes how often there were six prison guards would come in and beat him senseless where he's unconscious for sometimes days at a time. So it's a, it's a graphic read. But there's, there's part of the book um, which is extremely powerful. And, and it didn't, they did make a film of it, but it didn't portray it in the film quite as well as the book. And basically Jimmy was so violent he was put in solitary confinement for all day, I think um, 23 hours a day. Um, I think he was allowed out for exercise on one hour, but maybe he didn't even have that. It's a long time since I read the book, but it was during this time in solitary, he got a hold of a book on yoga and meditation, and it obviously really captivated him. So he built up to a a program of four hours every day of yoga and meditation. 
And it was during that immense peace and space that he created in that caged prison cell that a thought came into his head, that, 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 that a realisation. It was beyond a thought. It was a realisation that in that moment he realised that he was not a people hater. And that was a profound moment for Jim because it actually tra- it transformed the rest of his time in prison. He went to an open prison. He became a writer, a sculptor. Um, uh, he did many, many good things with, he, with his life. And it all came from that, that moment of creating peace, creating space within himself. Um, it's immensely powerful and uh, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. And that's the power of meditation right there. To observe your own image in that detachment, then you can start to break its power over you. And then beyond the, the solo image, we have the collective images that want fear. As all images are fear. You look at modern society and we see a crushing of free speech, the steering of everyone's mind into a belief system that suit those that seek control over you. But seeking control over others is a weakness by those that are identified with their own mind, their own ego, which is a form of madness. They live in fear, fear of losing control. And to fear losing control over others is to fear losing control of themselves because they have their own identity established on those that are subservient and unquestioning. And this isn't just on the large collective scale discussed, but also on on an individual level. I'm sure everyone knows someone who has the need to be right all the time maybe a family member, who absolutely needs to control the argument. They have an image of themselves which must also be recognised and accepted by those around them, possibly the rest of the family. This is a sense of self that has to win. This is no small matter for them to lose an argument. Even in the face of truth, it must be denied. Why? Because to be wrong is to die. If someone's sense of self is in the image they portray and the need to be in control and right, then if that image is threatened or destroyed, part of them will die and cease to exist. This is how they feel. The argument must be won. That's how serious the need to be right is. If it is believed nothing else exists except the image they have created, there will be great fear of death. This is why in the past, and even currently, we have bankers and successful people killing themselves, committing suicide, throwing themselves out of windows when they lose their job or title, because part of them has died and was tied into the image of their work and role. This is the, the consequences if you feel that nothing else exists except that image. The need to be right is to be identified completely with one's own mind. Krishnamurti once wrote, I, I love this quote, he said, each of us has an image of what we think we are or what we should be. And that image, that picture, entirely prevents us from seeing ourselves as we actually are. So what are we? We are the space in between thoughts, that sense of being. We are that space that Jimmy Boyle connected to in his prison cell, the part of us that lays behind the thought, observing it all. We are the part of us beyond time, a stillness that we connect to that makes us feel alive when in nature. It is here real, real virtues are accessed. When thought stops and we stop identifying ourselves with our own mind, our true being can emerge. Even if we lose everything we thought we were, we are still there. 
we still exist. Sadly, for those that live in the trap of the societal image, it will take the moments before death for that image to completely dismantle. But our own insignificance becomes the greatest power we can acquire because we are free to see and pursue our own expression, create great work in whatever form that may be without any sense of self attached to the result. This is a true path of excellence where we effortlessly become an example to those around us, especially our children, and to love unconditionally, which the ego will never allow due to its own self-obsession. The alternative is to live the dead life, caged in the narrow perspective of our own ego, created image. Seek death in life so at the end of your existence there is nothing else to fade but your own physical form. I will finish with a brilliant line um, from the actor Jim Carrey, the comedy actor Jim Carrey. He once said, when you create yourself to make it, you're going to either let that creation flow and take a chance in being either loved or hated for who you really are, or you're going to have to kill who you really are and fall into a grave grasping onto a character you never were. Powerful stuff by Jim. And I think it's worth everyone observing themselves and asking, what am I creating or what have I created? Thank you for listening. For more information, go to www.simonlee.online. Thank you.